Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us as we continue the conversation we started last week. When dreams come true. When dreams come true, <laughs> if part that is, two. You Did your dreams even... come true this past week? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, you know, some people remember their dreams and some people don't. I never dream. But you do. You just don't remember them. The scientists say oh, okay. who've looked All into right. your mind. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, uh, we I sometimes so remember much dreams. about it. Yeah, I, I sometimes dream and then remember it. Most of the time, I'm like, uh, just yeah. But then you have deja vu. You're like, wait, did I dream this already? And it's happening. I don't know how that. I works. went to a dream doctor one time, and you know they can interpret dreams, right? And I told them all my dreams, and they're like. You're 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 messed up. Yeah, because that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense because it doesn't. <laughs> if funny. I do dream, it is just like the most random. I'm not. Yeah. I subconsciously don't feel that way. Like <laughs> I know I. Don't. I know. Yeah, that's so funny. But so we're gonna pick up right where we uh, left off last week. Go ahead and dive in. Where we left off was that. Our world is crazy. Everything's on fire. Uh, no, really. Ah! <laughs> where we left off with uh, was things are turning red. Things are turning red. I guess they're turning blue, depending on how you look at it. Turning red, turning blue. Well, the Disney movie is called Turning Red. That should be the goal, is for me to incorporate as many Disney movie titles into this podcast You're good at that. I'm I'm like usually like, oh, yeah, because I half the time don't pay attention when those movies are on. I'm like, oh, i got to sit through another one of these but um so we talked about last week how really this the the agenda of of disney and other corporations not it's not just disney but we're using disney as the example because they're this in the news right now with everything going on in florida the don't say gay bill um and really what is the christian response to i like that you don't even like saying that because you're like the don't say gay bill like you say it so fast because it's like the name and the it's not even the name of it so anyway i just don't want to feel like i'm giving it you so anyway, the title credence. So uh, we we don't talk about the don't say gay bill. <laughs> no, I'm coughing because we like don't talk about Bruno and we don't talk about the we don't, don't say talk gay about bill. it. So uh, really, where we left off last week was that you know these things are not neutral; mm-hmm. that they are they are informed by morals. And yeah. so really, what has uh, highlighted all this in recent culture is the I'll say it slowly: don't say gay bill, uh, which. Uh, was here in Florida that was uh, signed by the governor. Uh, it was House legislation, which basically, um, if you read the language of it, which there's, we mentioned last week, there's been polls done that if you take that title, don't say gay away, most, the majority of people uh, agree with the language that's in there, which says that there will not be discussion about gender and sexuality instruction uh, in schools uh, K through three. Mm-hmm. Uh, also um, talks about uh, parental, parental rights uh, to know uh when things are distributed or talked about and uh if child receives any kind of counseling services regarding this that the parents should be notified some those are the some things that yeah 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 so (coughs) you know i i do understand the people who are like what is even the point of the bill in the sense that like who who operated the standpoint that we really shouldn't be talking about these to 
things to kids anyway. Mm-hmm. So I understand that point. But then I also support the point that says, look, why are people talking about these things to kids mm-hmm. at this young age to nine years old? Again, right. we're talking here. Yeah. Uh, we'll get up to older than that anyway. And, you know, and so we, 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 the parents should be the ones that are really have authority over that conversation. And that is true. And I, I do feel like that is, is a strange thing. And Disney, you know, and again, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but some of the messaging of Disney, specifically this turning red movie, like has become like, don't listen to your parents and, and follow your heart, mm-hmm. you know, but again, that doesn't really typically work out that well, unless you had great stable parents, like, (laughs) you know, like, uh, or advocate of some sort. And so we're just, when we say don't follow your heart, we're just missing a piece of it. Mm -hmm. And so back to the young kids, like, you know, I, I I joked around on, on Twitter a few weeks ago, but like, I have young kids who legitimately would make the most unhealthy choices about eating all the time. And when I challenge them, they cry. Mm-hmm. You have to eat your vegetables. You can't just have pizza seven days in a row. Like we went on vacation one time with Judah. He went, mommy, tell him the story. He's nine now. He ate cheeseburgers every day for every meal. And it was vacation. So it's like, what? He literally chose a cheeseburger every single mm-hmm. time. Leftover cheeseburger or cheeseburger? Just eat it. And I'm like, he would do that. Yeah. And so we're going to say then that he should be making a decision of, about gender reassignment surgery like people are beginning to put chemicals into kids at these age to Mm -hmm. prevent right what naturally biologically scientifically happens i didn't even mention god there Mm -hmm. so like if we're we're just i just don't understand Mm -hmm. you know I, i know it's a reality but why we think kids are ready to make those decisions at that age decisions that really impact the rest of their life. Yes. Um, I, yes, I agree. And, you know, and I think this is maybe, and this is already addressing attention, like, uh, you know, for a Christian is that I do believe you can simultaneously say, I think that's crazy and still love people. Yes, who, of course. Yes. Like, and I think it was going that out of the way, because I think sometimes I, and I think I, this happens in my own heart is like, I, I don't want to community. I don't want to be personal perceived as someone who right. is hateful or right. bigoted. Uh, and so culture has really conditioned us to, to think like, if you say, say something like this, then you are, I'm like, I know I'm not. So, 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 and, and, and so there's person, if I'm talking to an adult, look, you do you like, again, I think you're wrong, but at, you can do you, but, but children, like there is a, a, an obligation for the believer, but I would say really everyone feels this to protect children. And, um, and we just don't, again, I have God that informs this, but let, let's put that aside for a second. If you're just saying, well, we are protecting children because they feel this way and mm. are ready. And we, we want a culture where they can be that way. We don't have enough science and data to prove that. And human history goes against what you're saying. Yeah. And biology actually does go against what you're saying. So, so I think there needs to be safeguards in place. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a Christian perspective, I think it's wrong, but I think even from a just generic place, there needs to be safeguards in place 
to prevent these things happening until children are of an older age. You know, it's, it's so funny the things right. we say kids can't do until they're 18 or 21, but they can decide to have surgery right. that changes You their- can't drink alcohol until you're 21, but you at age eight should make, make this decision about your gender. Like, right, yeah. yeah. Like that, that's, there's major incongruency there. Like the things that yeah. we say kids can do, can't do, make these life, but this, this is a very life-changing decision. And yeah, and, and, and from a few instances that I've had the privilege of kind of getting to know a little bit closer children that are, you know, going through these kind of things. Um, in all those instances, there was heavy encouragement from the parent to pursue this path. Mm. So f- for example, you know, one, one, I was told about one child who is 10 years old, uh, who identifies in a certain way. And, you know, when I began to really press into the situation, their mother had told them, all these like had basically as we do with our children and in, in Deuteronomy, you know, indoctrinated our children with the truths of scripture, had indoctrinated their child with the truths of how they view pansexuality and bisexuality. Mm-hmm. And so again, back to what we we're talking about last week, like this is all coming from somewhere. And so children need the time to be able to s- decide for themselves what they're gonna do. Again. I'm not affirming the choice to ever be homosexual or bisexual or all those things or change your gender. But regardless, like I think it is incredibly irresponsible, potentially evil to be facilitating children making these decisions. Agreed. And it comes back to and encouraging of, them. Yeah. And it comes back to, you know, one of the things we said last week is that these things are not neutral. Morals right. are not neutral. Um, and I think, you know, in an ideal world, would this legislation be needed? No. Uh, you know, and me, I'm like, well, it's common sense. You don't do that. But we're not ruled by right. my co- my view of common sense or your view or any person's view of common sense. And so these things are needed. There does need to be accountability for what's going on uh, in in classrooms in any sphere where, uh, yeah. you know, children's and their education is involved. Absolutely. Um Really, this comes back to, you know, and one of the things you know, the, that is talked about in this bill particularly is the parents right to know uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on and i think that you know that is a good thing you know regardless of what the whatever issue it is like that is you know know, my car's on the table yeah i think that's a good legislation should be in a favor of parental rights to know what's going yeah. on with their children 18 year old and above honestly look yeah, I, I may disagree with you that. yeah but it's your decision right yeah i i agree it's just so it's just so crazy to me personally like that we're at this point and i and i think ultimately what it points back to is that we in our heart of hearts like sinful human from the inside nature, out from the inside out <laughs> there you go another pun it's just we want to be god and we want to call the shots and we want to go like we that's the ultimate human condition that's the sinful condition and it's like we want to be god we want to call the shots we want to be the authority Mm -hmm. and and we'll go to the extent of you know 
not only do I want to be affirmed in how I feel, but now I need to make sure that everyone, the world around me is set up to affirm how I personally And that's what Ro- Romans 1 says. They not only practice these things, but they approve those who practice these things. Like mm. when, when, when we want a culture that says, I can do what I want, I can follow my heart, we, we are advocates for other people following their hearts in ways that might be more extreme because then it makes us feel justification, justified in our pursuit of our own heart mm-hmm. uh, away from morality. So, yeah. You know, what's interesting to me, I don't know if this is changing gears or not. It is like part of it is just the unhealthy narrative. So the reality of it is like back to the beginning, like I think Christians have had an unhealthy view of masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. and not left a lot of room in America. At least mm-hmm. I can't deal with other countries, but like if it doesn't look like this, but you know, I, I watched that better Nate than ever movie, a Disney movie. And it's, it's, you I know, it, it's about a kid who's musically talented and he wants to go on Broadway and it's clearly implied throughout the whole thing that he's gay. He's different than the standard person. And I was actually thinking like, why can't he not, why can't he be straight? Like Disney, why do you have to fit the stereotype? Like Mm, reinforce the stereotype stereotype. because he's a dude who's like not athletic. He has to be. Yeah. And and I'm not saying I'm like the most macho male, but I'm pretty like, alpha male like dominant personality and like i feel like one of the things that are important to me with my children and with other people is like you can you don't have to be into sports to be a man like manliness is not defined by that it's defined by the things of scripture and Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean we're not firm but i know i know guys who don't like sports who are who i'll eat the cake they bake like all that (laughs) stuff but they're firm in their convictions about what it means and and in their care Mm -hmm. for their wives Mm-hmm. And, and, and in their care for their children. And, um, and I just don't know why we can't like give more healthy examples of that. Why, why does even Disney have to say, Oh, anybody who's like this is gay. Basically just reaffirming stereotypes. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think, you know, one of the things that I read recently, you're into Broadway. Yeah. I you, mean, you, I like wanted, musicals. you wanted to be on Broadway. <laughs> oh yeah. That was like a dream. Like, yeah. You know, but mainly it was kind of like, I wanted people to like, look at me and be like, wow, you know, like the, the spotlight, but you, you like know. sports more for the social aspect. of it, it's don't fun. You? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm terrible at them, but I enjoy them because it's like fun to hang out and watch sports. Like, yeah. I mean, it's right. fun. I love watching the Braves and the Bulldogs and that's, you know, kind of the extent of it. You yeah. Know? But I'm um, like everything else. I pay attention to what my right. kids say about yeah, it. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, my brothers both. And it's just funny because I'm like the, the anomaly in the family because my older and younger brothers both play baseball. My younger brother played in college. You know, it's like those genes skipped me. I have no ability. I run. I run. That's what I can do. Because well. your jeans are too skinny. That's right. Because <laughs> my legs are skinny. No, I know, People that's say, true. Like, you wear skinny jeans? No, I just have skinny legs. Like, that's yeah. just how it is. But And I'm um, just kind of fat. So, you know. <laughs> You're not fat. Oh, thanks. No, you thanks. know, it's like, but it goes back to like, it, this um, this principle of like our hearts are just are drawn and I I read this book by uh, Rebecca McLaughlin it's called Secular Creed and in it she states it this way I don't want to wait it's <laughs> not her sorry no no different yeah, but yeah. she states it this way she's like basically our hearts all of our hearts are drawn to to these to sinful desires we and you know and she's speaking specifically in terms of sexuality there's but she said there is a, a huge difference. It's for the you know a huge difference between attraction and action, 
Yeah. And, mm. you know, and she's using this universe, like a, for heterosexual and homosexual, like there is a huge difference in attraction and action. She uses her own, her own testimony of being someone who's attracted to uh, one who's attracted to other women, but you know how she has walked in obedience to what scripture teaches and, and deny herself, take up the cross and fall in. She's married to a man and they have a family and how it would be sinful for her. But she said, likewise, it would be sinful for one of my friends who is a male who is uh, married to a woman who is attracted to other women to follow that attraction because there is a decided point at which point things are attraction and then lead to action. It's the same principle when it comes to pornography. It's the same. And so what we have to like, what I'm hitting at is like, we have adopted as a culture, right? If this, you feel it, if yeah. you feel it, do it, do it, be no true to yourself, <laughs> <laughs> do it. And, and, and who, and, and not only should you do it, follow your heart, <laughs> who can tell you you're wrong. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think like, and so I think Christians have bought into this in a way, like one, we are timid to, tell people that what they're saying, what they're doing is, is wrong. Now we should be uh, kind and gentle as we do those things and not condemning because we examined yeah. the, the log in our own eye first. Mm-hmm. We're not coming mm-hmm. from a place of having this figured out. We cannot, right. who are we to condemn anyone? Yeah. But we also buy into this as Christians. We say, well, if I feel like it, I should do it. And I think what we're doing is then affirming this. Even if, if even if adults who, you know, are, we're never done maturing struggle with this, attraction slash feeling into action mm-hmm. like how much more do kids who haven't figured oh, stuff yeah, out absolutely. struggle with this you know like they don't know what they want yeah. and, and we're saying like we we affirm that like no yeah. we've got to say like no they they are figuring this out and I think that's where we've got to recognize as Christians like we um, have to understand like the temptation the attraction uh, and then where we run into where we fall into sin is when we take action on that. Yeah. So I, you know, I tell my children all the time, like you, my job is to help you do my best to help you see how God wants you to live when you're an adult and on your own, like, then you're responsible, but I am responsible for you. God holds me responsible for you. So parents who like don't take that responsibility seriously, like you're just, not like you're not doing what God has called you to do. And even if you're, uh, even if you're not a Christian parent, like someone is informing and educating in any way that you don't. So Mm -hmm. using your example of people who have like attraction, whether that's same sex attraction or attracted to women outside of, um, your marriage, like there's a couple of things at play. One is just our God given desire, you know, like to, see things and all that but then it gets it gets polluted it gets broken in the world we live in and depending on what we've been exposed to and who we've been exposed to it's going to get distorted even more and we have to be aware of that and I think part of the reality of a Christian is sometimes sifting through what is of God what is of me what is of this and always erring on the side of um Hey, I, I don't want to give into the flesh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? J- yeah. I wanna, Paul says, yeah. I, like, I fight, you know, yeah. like I beat my body into submission. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do think that we have to care that much. And and if we don't care that much, I think, and, and maybe we'll get there and say we can talk about the parenting. I think it's because of the holiness of God is because we don't understand the holiness of God. Yeah. 
but but yeah i mean so so the parenting thing i just i, I yeah so let's let's talk about that because yeah. i think this is where people are where we are like what do we do about yeah. this and i think there's there's you know a spectrum here there always is but like there's the there's the one end of the spectrum you could say well fine we're boycotting it all we're right, walking away right. from disney we're never going there again we're canceling disney plus yeah. we are burning our dvds we are you know if you still have them i guess you smash them you don't really burn dvds but you know what well, you, you do burn, if you, you want to copy them the fires <laughs> oh that's true burn <laughs> oh my that was goodness. a terrible bud wow um, wow but i think so that's one end of the spectrum to which i would say okay like if that's your conviction you know all right are you also be consistent uh, be consistent in all <laughs> things and are you going to cancel espn and hulu and abc and all other things and stop letting Marvel? the military and stop letting the military protect you yeah i mean because these, these policies are alive and well in a exactly. military exactly so we've got to be willing to be consistent the other end of that spectrum is to be like nah it doesn't really affect me my kids are smart enough they know right from wrong and really to never address it never talk about it and uh, i think you know personally both of those are both of those responses are wrong so somewhere in the middle yeah there's an appropriate response mm-hmm. um i i would i would start with what's what that's just because you're a centrist Justin. that's right you know i just bring it all in like hey, can't we all just get along but i think parents particularly parents with young kids and teenagers and even adult kid. You know, if you're a parent who has adult kids who are raising kids, talk about these things, not tell them what (laughs) they should do because they aren't going to listen to this stage of their life. But, you know, if you're an older parent who has grown kids who are raising kids, ask them like, hey, what are you doing about this? And and pray for them. Have that conversation. I would encourage that. But with your kids, with your teenagers, like you should be dissecting what mm-hmm. they're watching and, and saying, Hey, did you, did you, did you catch that in that movie? Mm-hmm. What do you, yeah, like, so if you watch, I mean, so, you know, like, let's say you're like, well, we're not going to just totally cancel everything and never watch Disney again. Okay. So, but, but what are you going to do? Because I think, uh, we never should have done this, but definitely gone are the days when you could just say, Hey, just go t- turn on TV and, and trust that what your kids is watching is like not informing them some way in this agenda. Um, you know, I, I think that we just used to, growing up, we just to go turn on the TV and just watch whatever we wanted to because yeah. there was, in, not that that should have happened, but there right. was a little level of trust, you know, like with what's being and we're just and then he was watching Teletubbies and Smurfs. That's right. That's uh, terrible. Uh, you know, and then Jerry Springer came on. Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. At least it showed you what not to do exactly. with your life. You know. Yeah, I think that we have to be. To me, the gauge is, you know, you know. So first of all, exposure like sexual content. Um, is ingrained. You know, Paul said that sexual sin is the one that's against your own body, where all the other sins are outside the body. So I do think we see sexual sin and viewing of sexual sin, and studies show that your body can't differentiate between um, what you see sexually and what you experience sexually. Mm-hmm. So um, some would say that if you've watched pornography a hundred times, it's like you've slept with a hundred people. Like mm-hmm. you know, like so. So I think wow. that. So I think there's a heightened um, awareness for me in that. Now, when things are modeled like 
homosexual lifestyle, not, you know, not obviously homosexual acts, but like homosexual lifestyle and certain things like it's just out there. And so, you know, I'll typically look at plugged in online uh, or common sense mm-hmm. media, which plugged in online is Christian common sense is neutral, but it still gives a lot of information. It typically spoils the movie or show yeah. for me, but it kind of helps me to see, okay, how much am I going to have to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, how much of this is in there? And, you know, I, I essentially like know whether or not, uh, this is something that I feel like my children are going to have the bandwidth to dialogue about because the truth is things that are complicated, like even at 13, it's like, he might listen to me. Cause I can explain anything. We, right, we have a podcast cause we're good at, good at explaining good at things. We're good at yeah, yeah. I didn't say we're good at getting the point across. We're just good at explaining them. But, but like, does he have the bandwidth to really be able to right. understand this? You know, the, nuance, the complexity. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but I'll just say hard, hard line in terms of sexual content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, yeah, pretty, 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 uh, we're pretty tough on that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I lost my job. When you go there, you're in the same boat as us. Like for us, like our older kids will sometimes be like, You're too protective. Well, it's because like we've got young, we've got five to fourteen in our house. Yeah. And so there's just not a lot we can all watch. And so typically the younger ones will go to bed and like a Friday night or Saturday night we'll like watch something different with the older kids. But but it is like, yeah, definite hard line on the on the sexual stuff. Mainly because it's like what you just said earlier, like we're so like that just gets trapped in our Dude, mind. I remember and, stuff from when I was like, Yeah, eight years and you old, don't man. and I've, I've had a conversation with our kids like I, it's it's just not worth it like it's just not and not that we want to like and it's not that sex is taboo in fact we have probably i wouldn't say overshare with our kids but we are forthright with and but we, watching other people have yeah, sex is taboo ne- yeah exactly but the conversation why, why does that have to i know but yeah i know you, yeah I, I, what i'm trying to say is like we talk about it it's not right. that we it's not that we're trying yeah. to be like ooh, sex like don't talk about that till you're married no like we're gonna we're gonna like teach you about that and try to have that conversation so that they're, they're prepared and they're aware. And I mean, my mentality is that I, you know, I don't know how perfectly we've done this, but my mentality has tried to be with our kids is that I want them to hear it from me first because they're going to hear. It doesn't matter where, unless you hide your kid under a rock and don't allow any contact with any other child ever they're going to hear stuff i don't care if they're in private christian school home i've school, one in both they hear you know, it both. they I hear both. it all and you are a you are being foolish to think that your child isn't surrounded by this even in a homeschool co-op like you just i mean it's serious so our mentality has just been like we want to explain things and take away the mystery. You know, I think so much of for children is a lot of this is like mysterious because they, they are curious. And I think you could even argue, you would argue too age appropriate curiosity about sexuality and things as they're figuring stuff yeah. out. That's just, I want them to hear it from me and I explain it and they don't want to hear that from dad, but also I'm like, but I'm going to tell you like, yeah. because we dispel the mystery. And I think that's just important for, for parents just talk about these things. Um, and and be as open as possible and then you know ultimately be okay with disappointing your kids because like you're gonna there's times when you're gonna say no and they're not gonna understand and they're not gonna understand probably until they have a child their own age why you did that and even then they may still disagree but you've got to do what god's called you to do as the parent who is responsible for your child yeah right yeah it's funny anyway never mind i was gonna get off track there but yeah i think that um you know we try and we try to tie as many things as possible back to loving god and loving people Mm -hmm. the reason you know we make this decision we do this thing 
as loving God, loving people. So when my, you know, uh, kids come to me and talk to me about somebody who lives differently than we do, you know, um, Hey, here's why, you know, they're, they're doing that. Um, I think it's important to be a part of a church Mm -hmm. that says like, here's what the scripture teaches. Like, and if your church is never having conversations about these issues because they're trying to keep people engaged, like that's just unhealthy. I'm sorry. Um, the church should fuel us to say, hey, we have the confidence to be in the midst of this and love people and point them to the truth because what God wants for them is what is best. And so as a parent, even my rules, I try to tell them is, are because I care about you and I love you. And and we just don't play around. The other day, one of my children, I was waking him up in the morning and uh, his door was locked and um, it was an accident. I 100% believe him. But I said, hey, why was your door locked? And I, I guess, I don't know. I turned it, it like truly. Okay. Well, if that ever happens again, literally, I'm taking everything from you and you're be grounded for a month. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Like, we don't do that. Yep. You know, because you're not at the point in your life where you should have that kind of freedom, mm-hmm. you know, like to just lock do, your door. Yep, like, exactly. I mean, clean, cleaning your changing your clothes. Like I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm not saying I can walk in, you know, and and I just think, I think that's a reality we said. And so back to all this, like Mm. why, why does all this matter and why should we care? And why should we personally be striving towards the right thing and striving uh, to push, to care about children and all these things is it really is the holiness of God Mm. uh, should be guiding us. And, and I think what, yeah, I, I, somebody the other day was telling me about their friend who told them that they have a hard time believing in the God of the Bible because God is looking at us and telling us he loves us, but then we have to change. Mm-hmm. And that's not loving. And I was like, that's interesting because they're trying to change God. Mm-hmm. So, so what they've done in the situation is they've said, Hey, I don't like God who's holy because he wants me to change. So I need God to change. Yep. And there, if that isn't what you said about us mm-hmm. becoming gods, I don't know what is. Yeah. And I think that not everybody expresses it explicitly, but that is a lot. How That's a lot of the God I want to believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I agree with that assessment because it's, it's ultimately it comes back to, I just want to be in charge. I want to call the shots and I don't want anybody to get in my way when, when that happens. And ultimately what that points to is like, you know, I can't believe in a God, like, like we are created in the image of God. And, and because like, if God loves us, why does he's holy? Like how, why would he ask us to change? If God loves us, why wouldn't he just affirm who we are? and ask us to change. Well, only the designer mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of the creation can know how it's best mm-hmm. meant and its original intent and purpose and I think like that appeal is like God created us with design and God knows what's best for us because he's God and he created us and if he's asking us to change it is for our good. Yeah. It's because he, we are called to be conformed to his image, to be like him, to, because he knows what's best for us is him, is yeah. union with him, relationship uh-huh. with him. That will fulfill us way beyond anything, any relationship, any expression of sexuality or gender, this side of eternity, like Jesus will fulfill all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's, we just miss that because we we just think we you God is punitive. Right. Or like why mm. does he demand this? Well he mm. he does because he's holy. <laughs> he can and he and 
because he's holy, he loves us and he wants us to know this truth. And I think that's why Paul said that the gospel uh, starts with and requires, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. With a heart, a person believes, means Mm -hmm. unites themselves to, resulting in righteousness. So with a mouth, a person confesses, uh, which means, you know, uh, is allegiant, uh, resulting in salvation. And for those who place their hope in him, he will not disappoint or their hope will not be put to shame. And so when we, when we claim Christ is resurrection, we're obviously claiming his death. Mm. And so we're claiming, look, there's a holy God. There are things that are at odds with him and me, but I don't doubt that he loves me right? because he sent Christ. Mm. And I don't doubt that he's God because he defeated death. And that puts a hope in us that, hey, that, that can work in my life too. And those who hope in him will not be put to shame. And so there's going to be a lot of unwavering, unpacking layers. I, I firmly believe that if there are people who are, are curmudgeon um, not very faithful church members who are saved, then there are homosexual people who are struggling through giving that to Christ that are saved. I do believe that. That's not the requirement for salvation. It just means if we believe that, then that gospel is going to begin taking root in our hearts and change is going to happen. But ultimately, we believe because of the cross and the grave mm-hmm. that that hope will not disappoint us. Yeah. Jesus, literally, he changes everything. Yeah. You know, it's our, our, nice. our, our, yeah, it's our series, series right now. Yeah. Like Jesus changes everything. And I think if we, if we could just grasp that, like, it'd be, okay, so Jesus does, like say it again, change everything. Then there's not any part of our lives that he doesn't transform. That's right. And I think that's, that's key for us to remember. So uh, if you were listening to this, hoping we would just come down hard lined and say, you should boycott or you should never go. Sorry to disappoint you, <laughs> uh, because I, I, I believe that's going to be a matter of, of conviction that you should walk out faithfully mm-hmm. how you're convicted mm-hmm. in that. Uh, and you need to figure out what that looks like for you. Uh, mm-hmm. and we would, you know, be glad to talk through that and, yeah. you know, uh, Pray through that with you and help uh, make those decisions. But ultimately, we are called. We are called to be vigilant, to stand yeah. firm, uh, to be on guard, um, but also not to be afraid. I yeah. think in all mm-hmm. the, so much of, of mm. the reaction, the Christian overall Christian reaction to things like this, not just this one particular issue, it's just one of reaction and not action. And the reaction is based out of fear a lot, like, oh, no, like, like – we're not called oh, the no. spirit of fear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, it's just like, just don't, we don't have to be afraid of this. But, you know, the best, what is it? Uh, it's a sports thing. Uh, the best <laughs> offense is a good defense. The best defense is a good offense, right? right? Like, good both, job, both and, you know, see, I know some sports things. Um, <laughs> some sports things. I know but, about the match pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, I don't, uh, you know, I think we clarified some things, but part of being in a bog is when you start moving, things get churned yeah, up. And so and people, maybe some things got muddy. Yeah, this you may week. have more questions, but I think, you know, while we're doing it, stirring the pot. Yeah, you know, that's but right. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. it comes back to, man, we've be on guard, have the conversation, yeah. talk about it, wrestle through yeah. it, um, you know, and then, but, but don't also don't despair. You know, because Christ is victorious over all things. That's uh, right. So, yeah. Well, uh, I got to come up with a good Disney closing point this week, right? All right. You know, like, um, like I did last week with the Jiminy Cricket thing. Yeah. So, like, remember that God can take you to infinity and beyond. <laughs> 
Remember that you've got a friend in me, Jesus said. And when you trust Jesus, it will be a whole new world. Oh, man. And remember, it's a small world after all. So stop being such a jerk because people know who you are. <laughs> and and remember, <laughs> I don't know. Don't lie. Your nose will get big. Don't <laughs> lie. We must lie a lot. Oh, man, we both got big, big honkers. I have a very big nose. Very well aware. <laughs> <laughs> me as well. My children remind me of that. Oh, man. When I lived in Korea, they I would get stopped and be like, are you Russian? I'm like, no. They're like, because big nose. Why do the like, Koreans serious? talk in a Russian voice? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. The why. Koreans, that was, are, are you Russian? Are you Russian? It was from are Russians Russian? that are yeah, there. That's right. They would ask because right. I had a big nose. So it was just, they always so, made me feel really so good. So what are we doing next week? Diving deeper? Is that starting next week? Yeah, we are diving deeper. We're uh, we are Sunday mornings talking about Jesus changes everything. And so really, we're going to be taking some of the things we're talking about Sunday mornings and yeah. going a little bit deeper. And I think it's going to be fantastic. I do too. So We might be wrong. Well, we might be wrong. <laughs> it could be terrible. No, it, it won't be because Jesus changes everything. Did you uh, just kind of like black out some during our talk? Like, even when you're all, yourself is talking, do you ever like, just kind of like, what am I saying? I, I what am I saying? I what am I saying? It's this room. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. We hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.